Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. As many of you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, June is Black Music Month. And what we've done this month is made a conscious decision to uh, focus each and every episode that's dropped, with the exception of Father's Day, uh, every episode that's dropped has dealt with music and honoring Black music in Black Music Month uh, in the month of June. Uh, So this episode will be no different as we close out the month of June. Um, What I want to talk about is hip-hop. And more specifically, I came across this article, and the article... I saw this article, I don't know, maybe about six months ago, and I saved it in my notes or what have you. Um, but the thing that caught my eye was it said the most, <laughs> the 25 most important hip-hop albums of the 90s. Now, that's saying a lot because here's the thing. There were so many albums that dropped in the 90s. If you were around in the 90s, you know that... Um, there were several music shifts in the 90s. And um, some of the music that I'm going to talk about or that made this particular list um, will reflect that, right? Um, But of course, anytime you're talking about lists, uh, (laughs) the thing that I always say is, you know, you should ask yourself, well, what's the criteria? And if there's no criteria that's established, then you really could be talking about someone's uninformed opinion. In this case, they didn't give a particular criteria, but they listed what they deemed on this particular website. I think it was MSN. um, The 25 most important hip hop albums of the 90s. And again, that is a very broad spectrum because there was so much dope hip hop music that came out in the 90s. Now, the thing that I do like about this list of these 25 albums um, is that they did not rank them, which is important because I think when you use a word like important, um, obviously that's opinionated. I mean, I don't know, maybe uh, DMX's uh, album is Dark and Hell is Hot was an important album to me, and it may not be important to you. So... I like the fact that they did not rank these albums in any particular order. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the list. And the way that they separated the list was they just did it in chronological order. So they started from 1990 and went on down to 1999. Um, So again, I think it's dope because, you know, in the, in the eighties, the eighties, obviously we saw the, 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 the training wheels come off, if you will, in, in hip hop and rap uh, because it was referred to as rap at that time. And then the 90s, you know, became the backbone of what we know hip hop is and, you know, is today. Um, so, again, it's and I'm and I'm only speaking from experience. It's hard enough as a fan of hip hop to make. A top 25 on a particular year. So if you say, hey, give me your top 25 of 1994, 
That's not easy to do. Give me your top 25 of 1996. That's damn near impossible, right? So to condense it to 25 albums, important albums of the 90s in that decade, that's saying a lot. And so without further ado, here we go. Um, Number one, again, they're in no particular order. They're only in chronological order. Number one. 1990, Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted. Listen, man, that album, wow, that album to me still gets a lot of major play for me. Um, Obviously, it's a solo album from Ice Cube. Uh, He had left NWA, which, you know, and I mentioned before when I did the album review, it was a very risky move. I mean, we didn't see, we saw in R&B and maybe a little bit in rock, you would see an artist leave the group and then go solo. But for Ice Cube to leave NWA, the world's most dangerous crew, and to go solo and to produce this album was incredible. Um that album uh, sonically is is one of the best albums I think in the nine in in the nineties. Um, incredible! I'm a huge Ice Cube fan and a huge fan of this album. Uh, that's coming in at number one, and, and again, no particular order because it's 1990. Uh, number two, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. Um, this one's high on my list as well. Um, this was Public Enemy's third album. Um, the follow-up to It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, which came out in 1988. The greatest year in hip-hop. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Um, Fear of a Black Planet sonically was crazy as well. Um, and then you also have to understand, too, that Fear of a Black Planet and Ice Cube's album, America's the Most Wanted, were both produced by the legendary Bomb Squad. Um, so there's a tie there uh, as far as, you know, both of those albums. Um, but both incredible albums and I think worthy of being on this list. Um, number three, 1992, Dr. Dre, The Chronic. <laughs> um the chronic in 1992 i think the chronic was one of the um few albums i think that shifted the genre of hip-hop not a lot of people can say that dr dre the g-funk sound it helped really establish the uh supremacy that the west coast had on hip-hop in the 90s um, that was the, uh, you know, they planted a flag in the ground right there and it couldn't be denied regardless of whether or not you liked Dr. Dre or you like Suge Knight or you like death row records or anybody or anything, their dominance start. I'll make a case that their dominance started with this particular album. And this album, again, I think changed the genre of hip hop, not just being a West Coast album, it changed the entire genre of how music was perceived um, 
Dr. Dre in particular got a lot of airplay on black radio, white radio, um, crossed over onto MTV. Um, his album was huge. And I mean, you know, songs like G thing and, um, you know, classics like that. I mean, you, you know why Dre day, um, just to name a few. So, uh, that's definitely worthy of being on this list. Uh, number four, 1992 the far side the album title bizarre ride to the far side um this is a very good album a very very good album um it's one of the few albums on this list that i did not purchase but of course i heard it um but yeah i really like this album um i think there's gonna be this and now this is where i think it gets tricky because I think if you ask some hip hop fans, they will tell you that this album definitely needs to be on this list as far as one of the top 25 um, most important hip hop albums in the 90s. And then there's another faction of people, I think, that if you talk to, they will tell you that this album probably doesn't belong on this list. So it really just depends on who you ask, I think. Um, but it is a dope album. Um, and it's, it was something very different from what we were getting in hip hop. Again, it's 1992. So the West is coming and this group is from the West. But, you know, they sample Marvin Gaye. They sample Roy Ayers. They sample Quincy Jones. Um, you know, it, I, I think, you know, with songs like Passing Me By, I think that they laid the, the groundwork for you know, albums to sound and look and have a certain feel that didn't have to be necessarily gangster. So, um, in that sense, that may put them on this list. Um, number five, 1992, Eric B and Rakim, Don't Sweat the Technique. Um, I'm going to say something that's probably controversial. Well, I mean, I don't care. It's my podcast, but... <laughs> Uh, this album doesn't belong on this list. This album does not belong on this list. I think this album made this list because of the love and respect and the um, compassion that people have for Eric B and Rakim. And if I'm not mistaken, this was their last studio album together. It is my, and I'm a huge fan of Eric B and Rakim, and I think Rakim's the greatest lyricist ever. But this album doesn't belong. This this isn't really that good of an album. I think this album is probably, if I had to give it mics, it's probably a three. It is my least favorite Eric B and Rakim album. Um, there's only a couple of songs on this album that I'm actually going to listen to, and, and I still listen to to this day. It might be three songs on this album that I listen to. The rest of it, nah, it's just not there. And Eric, me and Rakim were kind of going through the thing and whatever like that. So you can kind of tell. Um, but nah, this this ain't it. Now, if you want to, you know, if you think I'm wrong, I mean, I'm I'm apt to listen. You ain't going to change my mind, but I don't think this album belongs on this list. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a good album, not a great album. It's not better than any of the classics that they put out prior to this album. 
but it made the list it made that list so hey it is what it is um number six 1993 from the slums of shylin <laughs> the wu-tang clan strikes again the rizza the jizza <laughs> i can go on and on um 1993 wu-tang clan entered the 36 chambers um yes hell yes this album definitely belongs in this on this uh list um another one i think that is genre changing um nine dudes out of a borough that most people had never paid attention to in hip-hop and their unique style their references uh how they came as solo artists and came in together as a group uh unprecedented um i could talk all day about woo um but this album definitely is one of the best albums from the 90s i don't think that is for debate and so definitely it is one of the most important albums from the 90s um number seven 1993 doggy style snoop doggy dog um definitely uh again i, I mentioned earlier about um about the west and their dominance um if you don't have this album i don't know what happens because you know doggy style was the that doggy style rolled on the shoulders of the chronic obviously and the chronic introduced us to a young calvin brodus jr aka mr let it be known snoop dog so yeah i mean like i don't know that I don't know that if we don't have uh the chronic then we definitely don't have doggy style and doggy style was incredible um it put not only put death row to another stratosphere but it put snoop uh on the map as far as an mc and um it was incredible i mean like it is an album that you know i i still love listening to to this day so definitely at number seven doggy style um number eight 1993 a tribe called quest midnight marauders <sighs> wow this album is one of my favorite albums period in any genre uh it is an album that i never get tired of listening to um if there was an album that people could say kind of started to bring the east coast back it was this one um rest in peace five dog uh i love this album i literally could talk about it forever um one of the dopest tracks on the album electric relaxation um timeless classic in my opinion um yeah the album still bangs to this day and it still goes um uh, <clears throat> number nine 1993 souls of mischief 
93 till infinity is the name of the album um this is a very very dope album i think for a long time this was a very very slept on album i think you might get some pushback from some people when you look at the total list of who all the albums that actually made the uh the albums that were actually created that particular year and then you look at the albums from the 90s you may get some pushback on this one um but i think it's a very very dope album i think it's worthy of the i think it's worthy of the discussion on being on this list um again it was west coast but it wasn't gangster rap and so i think when you know and and it, and it really doesn't get talked about a lot but souls of mischief it, they were a part of the west coast dominance people think like when when you start talking about west coast in the 90s it wasn't all just death row i mean like they had some smokers coming out of the west and by this time it, it was it was some hip-hop fans not all some that had made a decision a conscious decision as to whether or not they were going to listen to west coast hip-hop i wasn't one of them i was going to listen to whatever and the west coast was dope they made some banging ass music so i was listening i'm i'm a at, at the end of the day i'm a fan so i'm a fan of music so if you got dope shit i'm listening to dope shit i'm sorry it is what it is um number 10 speaking of the west black sunday is the album the year is 1993 the group is cypress hill um with songs like insane in the membrane i will say that this is an incredibly dope album that i never really got into not really sure why um cypress hill was always those dudes that i knew were dope and i knew that they made good music and i knew that they had a really good fan base but I never purchased any. I've never purchased any Cypress Hill music, huh? Not really sure why either. Um, but I think they're worthy of the discussion on being on this list. Number eleven, nineteen ninety four. Nas, Illmatic. This album in my opinion is the greatest hip-hop album created in the 90s period point blank now we can discuss it and i probably can tell you 10 different ways as to why you're wrong but i'll say it again this album in my opinion unequivocally is the best album that was created, best hip hop album that was created in the 90s. And so most definitely it is worthy of being on this list of the top 25 most important hip hop albums of the 90s. I tell people all the time, like the only knock that you could probably give this album is that it's 39 minutes. It is what it is. It's not long didn't have to be long 
He got in and he got out. Again, one of the greatest albums, in my opinion, one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. So it's definitely worthy of being on this list. Um, number 12, 1994. The Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die. Um, this is a cold-ass album. This album, if if there's any talk about how or why the East Coast came back, um, Biggie had something to do with it. So you could say that Biggie brought the helped bring the East Coast back. Um, I think this album still resonates. Um, I will say this much, and I've said this before, and it's worth repeating. I think this album tends to be. Well, both of his albums, actually, I think, are really held in very high regard, especially the second album. And I think they're held in really high regard more so because Big isn't here anymore. Um, but don't get it twisted. Both dope albums. This is this is a very dope album. Um, I probably can do without Suicidal Thoughts, which I went a long time without listening to uh, the last track on the album. But um, still an incredible album nonetheless. Uh, number 13, 1994, dude out of Houston, Texas, Scarface, the album, the diary, man, Liz, mm, wow, you talk about putting the South on the map, I mean, I'm a huge Scarface fan, huge Ghetto Boys fan, from like day one um but this album with songs like never seen a man cry until i seen a man die um got a lot of a lot of airplay a lot of run in my car in my dorm at south carolina state university um and it still bumps um there may be some who push back on whether or not it should be on this list but i can make a case that it should be Number 14, 1996, an incredible year in hip-hop. The group, the Fugees. The album, the score. Whoo, um, cold. What can I say? Um, this album really, really, really took off. Um, I mentioned it in the album review that I did. Um, you know, some people don't know this, but the Fuji's were close to getting dropped between because the score is the second album. Their first album, Blunted on Reality, didn't do well. And their record label was about to drop them. And for those of you listening at home and watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Um, if you got dropped from your label, that was it. Like, ain't no more recording, nothing. You're done. And you'd be lucky to get picked up by somebody else. So, you know, and I don't think Blended on Reality was a bad album. I thought it was pretty decent. But, you know, a lot of people came from that album. I mean, a lot of people walked away thinking, well, the girl is dope. These other two dudes, eh, we don't really know. And they came back and they, they delivered something incredible. Um, sold a gazillion copies and you know, their music was all over MTV and 
black white radio white radio um videos were everywhere and you know a star was born in lauren hill so um definitely worthy of being on this list number 15 raekwon 1995 only built for cuban links aka the purple tape listen this album is fire i'm biased because i'm a wu-tang fan i'm biased because i'm a raekwon fan but there are a lot of people who think that this is the best album of the 90s best hip-hop album of the 90s if you say that i'm I, i'm not <clears throat> i'm not gonna argue with you i can't <laughs> it's an incredible dope incredibly dope album the purple tape still goes hard to this day to this day um yeah man crazy Number 16, also from 1995, Mob Deep, The Infamous. Um, and I don't know how they jumped around because they went from 95 to 96, but anyway, um, crazy. This album, man, listen, it's right up there with. The Purple Tape is one of the best albums in 1995, which is saying a lot because 1995 was an incredible year for hip-hop. So you get no argument from me. Um, I mean, Shook One's Part 2, what can I say? Incredible. Then we move to number 17. So then they go back to 1996. A double album from Tupac, Amaru Shakur, entitled All Eyes on Me. This was a crazy album from Tupac. It's not my personal favorite. Uh, I think Me Against the World is a better album. I've said it before and I'll say it again. As much as I love this album, it should have been one disc, not two. Because there are some filler tracks on the second disc. But that being said, almost everybody in their mama love this album. And I do too. I just think it's too long and I think they've got way too many filler tracks on here. But um, Pac crushed it. He crushed it. Um, we all know the story. He was you know, paying off his de de death row and he created something that was really, really incredibly dope and, and still resonates with people to this day. Um, number 18, 1996, Lil' Kim, Hardcore. The debut album from Lil' Kim. Um, whew, I don't know about this one. I think it is a really good album. Um... You know, she had Crush on You, Not Tonight on that joint. Personally, I don't think it was as good as Foxy Brown's album, The Il Nana. Um, I mean, we all remember Hardcore for the uh, album cover. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but um, well, I, I, 
the most important i don't know i would let me let me just put it like this if i were creating a most important top 25 this album doesn't make it this album is a very solid album in 1996 which is a very great year for hip-hop but no no hell no i understand how and why she made it i wouldn't have put it on the list but that's just me um number 19 another album from 1996 reasonable doubt from sean Corey carter aka jay-z um this album is still incredibly dope is one of the best albums from 1996 i think it's a classic album but the thing that i always tried to impart to people as someone who was around and someone who was outside in 1996 nobody was talking about this album in 1996 this album clearly took off and started resonating with people in 97, definitely in 98. Um, you know, it, 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 it got better over time. But I think, and I could be wrong, and I'm not looking this up, so some, if you want to fact check me, you can. I think even to this date, at the time of this recording, I think this is still Jay-Z's least selling album. Like he's, he, he didn't sell well on this album, but I promise you, even as someone who purchased this album in 1996, there wasn't a whole bunch of people that purchased the album in 1996 and there was nobody, I repeat, nobody in 1996 calling this album a classic, myself included said it before and i'll say it again my least favorite song on this album is ain't no i hate that song everything else i love I, when i listen to this album and i listen to it all the time i skip that song don't like it um number 20 1997 again the notorious big life after death uh, if you're familiar this album came out um two weeks after biggie was tragically murdered um Again, I say the same thing about this album that I said about Tupac's double album. Should have been a single disc. That's one thing. And I think it's revered a whole lot more because Big is no longer with us. That's not to say that it's not a dope album, but it's a lot of filler tracks. And I think if Big were still alive, I don't know if people would love it as much as they do. I love it. It's a dope album. I still listen to it. But when people start saying, oh, yeah, it's a classic, it's a classic. I don't necessarily know if people would have called it a classic if Big were still alive. It is what it is. Number 21, 1998. My boys from Atlanta. Outcast. Equimini. Man, listen. This album is so incredibly dope it makes no sense i think if you get rid of the mama cedar track um it's a flawless album it's an incredible listen it's still an incredible listen to this day and um 
you know, that was vintage Dre and Big Boy. Vintage Dre and Big Boy. Um, number 22, 1998. Lauren Hill. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Nah, that ain't it. And the reason why I say that's not it is because it is not a hip hop album. I'm not sure as to how or why people keep putting this album on hip hop lists when it's not a hip hop album. If I'm not mistaken, Lauren Hill actually raps on two or three tracks. The rest she's singing. You can call it a soul album. You can call it an alternative album. You can call it a neo-soul album. It's probably closer to neo-soul than it is anything else. Hip-hop it ain't. Lauren Hill is an incredible dope MC. But she ain't rapping on this album. She's not. So how this album makes the list. People get it confused, man. This album shouldn't be on this list. As much as I love this album, as much as I play this album, as incredibly dope and how much I love L Boogie back then, no, it doesn't belong on here because it's not a hip-hop album, period, point blank. Number 23, 1999, Eminem, The Slim Shady LP. Um, That was a joint that had My Name Is. So I think it was Eminem's second album. Um, I think I think you can make a case for it being on this list. I'll be honest. I may have heard that album three times. Not Eminem's music, just and I've mentioned before, and I'll say it again. Eminem's music, <clears throat> for as incredible as an MC as he is, his music has no replay value for me. Like Slim Shady LP, the Marshall Mathers, Marshall Mathers Project, all of his albums. I mean, like I, I'm never going back to this stuff. It is what it is. I just, I'm his music doesn't move me like that. But for him to make this list, I think you can make a case that he should be on this list and this album should be on this list. Number 24, 1999, most deaf, black on both sides. I absolutely love this album. Um, should it have made the list? I don't know. I can think of some that I could replace this album with, but that's not what we're here for. Um, but it made the list as one of the most important albums. I think it's it's um, most Def's lyricism and how he carries this album and how he carries himself as an MC. Um, you can make a case that it should be on this this list. I, I'm not tripping off of it. I think I would have. I probably could find some other albums that I could replace it with, but I'm not mad at it being here. And last but not least, number twenty five, nineteen ninety nine. The legendary crew from the 215, the legendary Roots crew, um, Things Fall Apart, coming in at 25. Um, of course, they had to smash You Got Me with Erica Badu. Um, <clears throat> they won a Grammy. I love this album. It is the Roots' second best album. I think their best album is Illadelph Half-Life, which came out in 1996. Now, because that is a personal favorite of mine, I would put that album and replace 
that album on this list. Um, I may be in the minority, but I love Illadelph Half-Life. That album still gets a lot of play from me, <clears throat> excuse me, on a monthly basis. Um, but no, nah, things fall apart. <clears throat> I'm not putting it on there. I'm not putting it on my list. But, you know, there you have it. That's 25 of the most important hip-hop albums from the 90s. Did they get it right? <clears throat> that is a very good question. I really don't have a great answer as to whether or not they got it right. I think you can make a case for some albums being on this list. I think a, a few like The Chronic are no-brainers. There's some that are kind of on the fringe. And then there's some that, <clears throat> again, personally, I, uh, you take an album like Hardcore, I'm not putting Hardcore on any, any most important list. If you want to say the best album covers, yes. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I'm just not doing that. Just not doing it. But um, yeah, hit me up. Tell me what you think. Um, I think this has been a great way to close out the month of June. Uh, if you missed any of the out of the episodes, we did a lot of different things talking about music, black music in particular. Uh, like I said, the only <clears throat> episode that we did not do. Uh, pertaining to black music was uh, the Father's Day episode with myself, Baylor, and um, <clears throat> Uncle Dolomite. So check out those episodes. Check out all the episodes. Make sure that you download, subscribe, and then tell a friend too. I mean, that helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Again, be sure to download, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, remember that the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, make sure that you check out the YouTube channel. All of the episodes are on YouTube. Uh, not the music, but <laughs> they're on YouTube. Um, and be sure to, if you feel inclined, hit us up on Cash App. Uh, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. -E -E. Again, that's going to do it for me. We have discussed the 25 most important hip-hop albums from the 90s. Again, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs.